0: This is part two of the Michael Petro Real Debaters interview with special guest Corey Geek from Meet the Geeks. We have both of these gentlemen back, and we continue along to tell more stories.
1: Sam. Sam, thank you. All I think is fuck around. That's all I think of when I think of Sam. <laughs> of <our> <laughs> yeah, his tagline. He has I, yeah. I, I, know, I, I know who he is, and I I I thank you. Love you, Sam. You're fucking the shit. But like I always think because your screen name is fuck around and find out, and that's all I can think of when someone <laughs> <you. laughs> mentions.
0: Uh, like, you know, <laughs> we should rename ourselves in here too. Um oh. but I, but like my thought was was that the the, the podient, well we called it the podiant boys but it's it's not limited to boys it's no it's not it's just whatever but boys right now. so but, default but what I like is that we're a group of people that are with not podiant damn it podiant podiant it po- 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 it's podient? like a podium podiant uh, I, I I'm it's calling it podient,
1: podient as in yeah fucking somebody email your somebody email sean and tell
0: us what the fuck <laughs> well no no mark told me what it was when i talked to him oh and I'm like okay. oh said i said i've been saying it wrong all night goes everybody gets it wrong <laughs> okay. so he was totally cool what well, do you think but, podcast would be podient yeah but i think he was the idea was they're speaking from a podium okay that was the idea right yeah. so it's but I, I feel like we created our little group it's a quote-unquote network but it's not it's just you know, okay. it was four podcasts helping each other. Well, yeah. the technical term is network, I guess. It, but I, it, but it, I like it, the it, idea that we help each other out, I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
2: Yes.
1: And I 100% agree with you on that because that's really cool. And nothing against networks. Like, it's it's just another business model. And, I mean, think of Spotify as a network if you want, right? Yeah. If, like, any – it's just – it's it's an agency. My understanding, my limited understanding that I haven't researched enough – so, if I go on record, I'm probably wrong. I feel like I got to say that. <laughs> um, my limited understanding of this uh, whole thing is I fucking forgot my train of
3: thoughts. <laughs> Off the rails, sir. Yeah, that's what that looks like, guys. Oh, How, old How old are you now?
1: I'm 39. 39.
3: Okay. How old are you now? What are we on, Letter County? He's <laughs> <laughs> a you're still the youngest one here. Losing that, his memory already, you know. Oh, God, I fucking
1: lost that. I, <laughs> that's, if you find it, please return it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Out of all the things I've lost, that's the one I missed the most.
1: Yes. Did
0: that? Nice. Is that, is that like a pro, proverb? Uh, It's already out there. I just, oh, I okay. stole it from,
2: yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Well, we could steal and put on a shirt, just like we're going to do a threatened line of t-shirts. Oh, well- <laughs>
1: I was going to wear your t-shirt today. I was going to, I was going to troll you. Nice. (laughs) I love your shirt. It's a, I am, I am. The first thing I put in my, my bio on like on on each of us, I was like, I gave my, I was like, what three things am I always like on the lookout for? And one of them was the perfect fitted t-shirt. So I consider myself a t-shirt.
0: I got to get one of your shirts.
1: I will get you a shirt. I will totally get you a shirt. Um, Cause yeah
0: can i do like a sexy model pose and post on an instagram and go i listen to the real debaters
1: you can do whatever you want in that shirt i <laughs> i i will i will not i'll be like i don't know how i got it but you can do whatever you want because
0: <laughs> uh, like sam was doing really cool promotion with like people that bought his swag like, yeah kind of cool so We're do here. you have
2: like a sign line of shirts like like you have like a an in i guess you could say you have a guy that you go to for your special
1: t-shirts uh me no well yeah i have a guy it's uh, threadless.com that's my guy um (laughs) i there you go we free plug yeah Yeah. no well (laughs) like okay the guy who was giving when we were when we were doing um like when it was safe to see people and i was starting up doing giveaways and stuff because uh, I was like, hey, movie theaters opening back up. Let's buy gift certificates for movie theaters and give those away and try to play some fun online games with people. And I was like, whatever. Even if fucking six people respond, it's still fun. I don't give like I mean, I want uh, using social media to promote shit is is all well and good, but like I don't want to have like an Instagram presence. I just want to use Instagram to be like, yeah, okay, the show is more like like this is this is just to be like, come over here. It's not to stay here. I don't want to be on this thing. I, I want you just to listen to us, me. And you don't me. want to. You don't want to water down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, because it's so much more in depth on the show. Fuck that. It's not. Um, <laughs> we, we we're not. We're not out of deep- depth. I, out of depth. Yeah. Out of, <laughs> we're out of our. We are fucking out of our depth. <laughs> but that's the love of it. Is I think. I don't want to preach like there's some sort of thing that we're going for. I think the thing that we are is what's funny, which is for people
3: for normal people talking about
1: movies, how normal people talk about movies.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was talking, like, I was talking to Sam about this. Cause Sam, Sam's always touted at his podcast. You know, we interview local indie bands. It's very DIY. It's very local. It's very, this, it's all this. And he's got like, He's got all these things about, this is what my show is about. And for me, which police is about Sam? And he happens to have guests. Me, th- <laughs> honestly, though, honestly, that is his show. It he People go show. to the... Yeah. yeah, I think initially some people come in, hey, I know that band, I want to hear that band. But the only reason to go back to the show is for Sam.
1: It's for how Sam talks to people. It's yeah. for how Sam asks questions. It's It's... It is... It's ha- it's half of the cat and mouse thing about a one on one interview podcast is that good questions, good answers, right? Mm-hmm. That's the and like it's not that simple, but I mean that's that's what he does. He asks he asks really good musical. He's Sam to me is ah oh, fuck, I can never remember his name. Philip Seymour Hoffman, almost famous, the famous rock writer. Yeah, that's what nice. Sam in podcast form. Hmm. What's yeah.
3: his name? What's his name? Somebody? Anybody? Um,
0: um which one? L- Lester- uh, bangs? Lister Banks? Lester Banks? That's it. That's Sam. That's one. of,
1: That's our. Uh, one of, Sam is Lester Bangs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: So,
3: <laughs> we have a topic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a topic. So, I better. I have this open here somewhere. Mm. So We all heard the news about Warner Brothers. The, the, reason, the reason I wanted to have you on was to get to, people to get to know you and get you and Corey acquainted with each other. So Delicious. <laughs> um, but there was a big uh, news announcement with Warner Brothers. Warner oh. Brothers who was, who was bucking the trend and saying, nope, we're releasing our movies in theaters. We're releasing our movies in theaters. And then they said, fuck it. Corey, let's start with you. What's your uh, take on this? Headline that all the movies of Warner Brothers twenty twenty one will be released on streaming, but only in the U.S. <sighs> HBO Max.
3: Yeah, that. Well, I mean, that doesn't do a whole lot, uh, lot of good for us in Canada. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, a lot of pushback right now in the industry because of it, like a lot of people are pissed. A lot of uh, if, know, if, I, if I may just cut you off. Nobody
1: more than Tom Cruise right now.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we talked about that we, earlier. We had a whole bit about Tom Cruise earlier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he had a whole bit too about two
1: people on set.
3: <laughs> um. But yeah, it's just. I mean, I'm for it because I haven't gone to see a movie in the theater for quite a while, and you know, most of the movies that we have been seeing have been right here in the comfort of our own home on our couch, where I don't have to put on you know. Outside clothes. I can just wear my comfy clothes and. I mean, so I'm all for it. You know, it's it's it, to me, it's a good thing. But again, you know, we're not going to be getting it because you know we're Canadian and you know we don't exist. <laughs> you know, just because we follow France. <laughs> <the plants. laughs> yeah, it does. But at the same time, I can also see you know the filmmakers' uh, complaints because let's face it, some movies just almost have to be seen on the big screen. I mean, one of the things I would love to do is be able to re-experience Gladiator on the big screen again.
0: Not Battlefield Earth?
3: How about the postman? You know, Sean, if you and I were in the same room, i <laughs> <laughs> that That cinematic masterpiece that... <laughs> see, you got me speaking in tongues now. <laughs> I went to see it on an opening night shouldn't known something was up when you know we were one of four people when the doors opened when
0: all your friends said we're not going with
3: you Corey <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but come on you know it's got John Travolta and it's based on your book by Elron Hubbard and it's it's gonna be the next big blockbuster right after having seen glide the previous week and yeah I was underwhelmed to say the least
2: so were you waiting for it to kind of ramp up as the movie was going on or
3: no I was just after a while i was just kind of shaking my head i mean this really is beaver does movies type of thing <laughs> a, a tubi movie oh yeah it's out is it you on know? tubi honestly i think shark it was probably better than battlefield earth oh god yeah yeah so it's not worth watching no 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 okay i'd actually recommend the human centipede before i recommend <laughs> <Battlefield Earth. laughs>
1: I, actually used, I used the human centipede in a debate recently. I never thought I'd see the day.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, God. Go back to an older episode where Corey and I share our human centipede story. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I have to shit. Let's watch something else. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, good times. maybe not. <laughs>
0: But uh, what's Mr. Petro? what What's your what's your initial thought? Like, what was your gut reaction when they made the announcement?
3: I've been. And happy. then we'll get Todd's
0: Todd's uh, non movie watching opinion
1: after this.
3: Oh, you're, you're so mean to your brother because I'm just <laughs> all the words right now.
1: Um, so, like, okay, I mean, everybody likes to think they're okay with change. And all COVID aside, I mean, okay. But return on investment. That's what studios care about because they see these things as units and properties. Um, the creatives, everybody else, not the money, right? Just the people who make it happen. That's art to them. Art's supposed to be hung in a museum. The museum for the movie industry is the movie theater. So, you are discounting art for the sake of profit. That's what it is. But I've heard this thing called cognitive dissonance, which makes you a better person where you can have competing opinions about one idea and it makes you a better person. Who doesn't want to be a little better? So the flip side to that is I get that these guys are panicking and I'm not crying. I just said something back in my throat. It made me sound funny. <laughs> I'm not really that emotionally tied to this idea. No, I, I, I <laughs> me.
0: It's okay, Michael. Virtual <laughs> hug. <laughs>
2: okay. i shut I'll get to the point.
1: I can see the knee-jerk reaction. There's a lot of money invested. These things are done. They have like they were they were still filming. So the whole the whole machine is stopped. And I mean, I don't. I'm not saying how Tom Cruise talked to people the last 24 hours was right. That's not how you talk to somebody, but there were points in there about how their industry is crumbling and, and it's, it's that's culture. That's heritage. There's movie museums, right? There's registries. Shrek is now on the national film registry. Uh, so is Batman. So, I mean, I don't know what that tells you, but human centipede. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe full sequence, not the first one. Maybe they waited until they really hit their stride Mm. in the second one. No, that's going to be, give it a fucking award. Uh, But I, I mean, change is good. Makes people, I don't know. Like, I'm just worried that it'll work really well. And then the people who sign the paychecks go, well, we don't really need the theaters. And it's like, no, you need the theaters because you need as many people to see these things. And when you put them into a streaming site, we all know like one, two, five streaming sites. You can just get lost in one and then you don't even know what the fuck. It's like going to the movie. It's like going to Blockbuster again and just walking around aimlessly. Like, I know I came here for something, but now I'm in fucking the romantic comedy section. How did I get here? And you just can't make a decision.
3: Yeah, Friday nights, you know, it's like, well, do you want to watch this or do you want to watch that? And it's like, well, I don't know. Oh, this one's out. We can't watch that one. Let's let's try the Yeah. You spend like an hour now flipping through Netflix. It's like, well, what about this? Yeah. What about this? What about this? No, I'm not in the mood for that.
2: The rabbit ear days. Go from yeah. the rabbit ears to cable. It's like, oh crap. <laughs> now what am I gonna watch? Yeah.
1: Oh, um, to but to like to put a fine point on it, um, I I I'm upset we're not going to see some stuff. I'm upset that it's going to get pirated, obviously, which is like now like movies get to go to the theater and make money. People don't think, and I, I'm not trying to be all like I know shit because the more I've talked to film people and film professionals, and not just my friends who do stuff, um, and like give a genuine shit. I've, I'm like, yeah, like, this is like if you if you change the model that you there's all these people who are attached that won't like you can't change a lot of these things that that are that happen with film. Like it's just an industry that's very specific. So, yeah. Um, and, and if you let it get to a streaming site, then it can be pirated quicker, which means it's making less money. Which means there's less money being put into it because it didn't get to go to the theater first, and some you know person in you know the heart of deep dark Russia is in a movie theater with a fucking camcorder, you know, yeah. trying to get sound. Like you know, nobody watches that shit. So you know, you whatever. But like, if you can stream, you can down, you, you can get a really good streamable copy, and take it and replicate it. So now nobody's getting paid. And then everyone's gonna be like, why are movies so shitty now? Well, fucking you stole everything. Yep. Yeah. So, and I'm not being all like, I've never stole shit. We've all stole shit. We've all downloaded it. It's like we've all masturbated and we've all downloaded my Movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
2: Well, it's and not in that order. No.
1: <laughs> we might have downloaded a movie and masturbate. And then yeah, that's
3: that's the right order there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's exactly what happened to the uh, music industry. And what's yeah. still you know, it's where's, where's the book a bookstore? Store? Well, thankfully, those are still around for a little while yet. But yeah, it's getting there. Todd, what, what do you, do you think?
2: think? Well, it's like the newspaper industry. They're, they're, you know, they're not printing as much. People aren't taking the uh, actual physical copy uh, to do anything with. It's all digital. So, I mean, same with the with with movies and stuff. I mean, it's, it's a good idea for the consumer. The consumer is doing great. They can watch movies as long as, you know, the people are getting paid, but they normally get paid. They may have to, I mean, if this thing, even though they have the vaccine, let's just, just play devil's advocate, say that this was just going to continue and um, the way they do business would be continuing in this, in this fashion. Now all these big actors and stuff are usually, you know, Big money, right? Millions and millions of dollars. They may have to take a cutback just to be able to say, okay, you know what? You guys used to be millionaires. Okay, we can't do that anymore. There's just not enough money to go around to pay everybody and pay you this large sum. So they're going to have to scale back on their paychecks. That, that's what I think is going to happen if they continue with this model. But streaming is just like, yeah, like Napster or uh, not Napster, but um, Spotify and whatnot. If the movie industry gets paid as shitty as, say, Spotify and one of the other places where you have your music, uh, then, yeah, they're going to be in big trouble. But if they're getting together with HBO or, you know, I mean, these are all big names. They're not going to be going with these other companies and taking no pennies on a dollar. So, yeah, I I think it, it would work. But long term, I can see you want to go to a movie theater, you want to get out, the smell of popcorn, the whole experience, it's a whole different thing. Right now, I am i mean, the, the surge of these large TVs that people are buying, just to be able to watch them at home, because they're stuck at home, when is a better time to buy a big TV? I mean, you want the surround sound system, you can go, you know, hog wild, that's what I hadn't in my last place. I mean, I had the subwoofer, I had the, you know, five-point or seven point one surround, Uh Awesome. You didn't have to go anywhere. So,
3: yeah. Well, I think th- one thing I'm going to miss uh, about uh, going to movie theaters is, you know, that feeling of being robbed as, you know, I get my drink and my popcorn for like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what I yeah, might have to do is, you know, when I want to go to the uh, kitchen and just get my wife to hold a gun to my head while I'm you know, pouring my drink and getting, you know, popcorn out of the air popper. Is, you know, just make it feel a little bit more uh, robbed. Yeah, make me feel like a little bit more like you know the, the full experience. Yeah.
0: How yeah. would how would you equate that at home? Would would you like take the popcorn out of the out of the microwave and then your wife comes over, empties half of it out, says that's all you can have.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 And it'll be mainly the kernels, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They'll so ask, you know, do you want butter with them? Like, no, uh, basil is fine. And I'll have to go and you know put my own butter on and supposed to have my wife put the butter on for me. And does yeah. the floor get sticky when you stand up?
0: <laughs> in your,
3: just in like your a house. movie theater?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you have a sticky floor. Sticky uh, floor.
3: Yes, actually, I do have a sticky floor because <laughs> <I have> kids. <laughs> well, there you go. Sean, uh, you should know this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I just uh, I just moved the couch upstairs and uh, I found enough food to feed a family. For like a year under the couch and in between, and all the cracks. And I also found a whole bunch of Lego that had been missing for a year. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I just want to ask Todd one question. Um, the movie theater that you're going to that has a sticky floor, do you also pay 25 cents at a time to watch whatever you're watching?
3: <laughs> is Paul Rubens behind you? <laughs> what the hell? Is that? Oh the only person watching the movie
1: is that the going rate?
2: No,
3: I don't
1: I'm just I don't know. <laughs> maybe in 1967 I don't know. okay. <laughs> I,
0: I think I want I want to jump on what Todd said there a little bit. So and, and to equate exactly with what Corey said as well was once upon a time uh, mu- uh, music executives were making tons of money, music labels were making tons of money. Everybody was making money except for the band. And the band, I don't know if you, anyone saw the, the documentary about 30 Seconds to Mars, where they talked about how they got screwed over by the industry, even though it, they had a, a 10 million selling album or whatever it was, uh, and multiple, like every album had gone multiple platinum. In the end, the record label said, you owe us like $2 million or whatever it was. It's like, well, we just made you guys how much money? Like so, if if you've sold 10 million albums at so 10, bad. say 10 10 bucks a pop, how much money is that?
3: More money than I'll ever see.
0: But yep. then they owe them two million dollars. Yeah. So so I I guess what I want to take back to is that once upon a time the music industry was incredibly uh a, it, it was very robust. Yeah, so there's there's One record label has a hundred employees or thousands of employees and, and the record company is paying all these employees, but the the people producing the product. So the people that make the cogs in a factory are not being paid to make those cogs. So eventually what happened is the, the, the greed of the music industry turned on itself. CDs came out. And the music industry resisted CDs when they came out, but then they came and then they resisted the idea of, of digital sharing of, of music and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden, boom, Napster happened and the whole industry fell apart and they're still picking up the pieces to this point to yep. you know the Spotify's and Apple music's and all that to this day that all of a sudden the music ind- industry has been destroyed. And the only way to make money as musicians is by touring so everything broke there because the industry said no 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 fuck you we're doing it the right way we're doing it the right way we're doing it the right way we're lining our pockets we're not paying our talent so the same thing's happening with the music industry now or sorry with the movie industry now is that you've got all these people making all this money but is there is there people along like i i don't know the movie industry that well but is there is there the equivalent of the band not making any money in movies? Oh my God.
1: Have you ever heard of Hollywood accounting?
0: Yeah. Well, you, like, you, tell us. Like, I think you have a, a better inside track on that. Uh, or is, uh, is, are, yeah. are the people that are making the cogs not being paid and the money's being kept from the people actually making the product to the point that we're going to have the same implosion that the music industry had? And, and is COVID making that happen right now? Okay. Well, first of all, <coughs> Uh, to quote Chevy Chase, I was
1: told there'd be no math on the exam. <laughs> Second of all, um, I am not fully invested in it. So this is a limited, article-based understanding I have of it. This is This is a little above Wikipedia, but right below, like, I'm not in the industry. My understanding of... How, okay, prime example. It's not... It's fucking common knowledge. It's it's just practices. And some... Like every industry on the planet, there's shady practices and there's good practices. And, you know, you're going to find this in people who grow apple trees as much as you're going to find this in movies. In every industry in between. So, just to preface by saying that to give this some whole this whole thing some context. I don't know. I can't remember if it's the producer. Or the, it's the producer... Yes, one of the producers, one of the exec producers of Return of the Jedi still hasn't gotten paid. Oh. Like, not a single dime made. Yeah. And what happens is, is that, and you'll see, you see this, like, these are things that as, as outsiders, as people who don't have a stupid brain like me, who's like, my fucking know everything, like, when you start to see exec producers are the actors, That means they've invested money in the show and or more than likely invested money in the show or part of their part of their contract is profit from the show. So they've deducted that salary, that money out of their salary and it goes in the show for production. Like at the end of season seven, eight, nine of House, Hugh Laurie was an exec producer. He's not writing anything, but he's financially invested some way, shape or form. Because these people produce the movie, so they 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 either f- raise the capital, or studio has money that they've made. Right? You either go to private investment, or you go to a studio. Um, that said, you, when you make a movie, you get your funding up front, right? So you've raised, uh, you either you raise thirty million, and you're making an independent, which I know is silly to say, because like an independent costing thirty million dollars, like that's what <laughs> District Nine cost. District Nine was like thirty million and change, which for sci-fi movie is a ridiculously stupidly low budget. Yeah. Um, but that's the brilliance of filmmaking is doing very little with or a lot with very little. And so they, all these people get all, all the production team gets paid up front and they're super hardworking. And that's the bones of a show without your crew, without your light, your grip, your makeup, all these people You got nothing because that's the creative. That's the ones who are like, well, let's make a shitty rig out of this or let's do something out of that. And this is a bird's eye view that I have. This is just being lucky enough to go to a set through the day job and like see this stuff and get a better understanding of it to understand how the business worked, um, just from a business perspective. Anyways, um, I'm rambling. You front load your movie. So you get all your money up front, pay for it, you make it. Those are your made costs. But then all of a sudden you got to market it. You've got to market Avengers Endgame. (laughs) You've got to pay for flights and press and conferences and you market it around the world. Like all of that costs money. And so you're putting, you know, when they say it costs 200 million, 300 million, 400 million to make. Those are all of the costs associated with it. I'm not saying it probably didn't cost a lot, but it may have only cost 200 million to actually physically make the movie and then 200 million to market it and get it around and make all the social media for it and spread the word and the posters and the rights and all of that and the production costs and blah 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 like the list goes on and on and on and on but then you backload that after you've made the movie. So what you told somebody in the beginning that they would get paid 5% of whatever the movie made, well now you've just said that movie made nothing cuz you spent 200 million to market it. So you're in the whole 200 million. That's Hollywood accounting. In a nutshell, go Google it for yourself. Uh, please feel free to fact check me. That's that's totally kosher. Um, but in, in in essence, it's just putting costs at the end of the production so that the people you made deals with up front like okay, um, sir, uh, uh, what's his name, the guy who played uh, oh, John? No, I wish. Um, uh, he played Obi Wan Kenobi, the original Obi Wan Kenobi. Alec oh. Guinness. Thank you, Sir Alec Guinness quoted saying this is the most ridiculous thing i'll ever be in but it's going to be a hit and took 10 of all money ever made from star wars wait you got you got a percentage you got 10 and this is holy shit are you serious Uh, i didn't know that he knew nobody knew was gonna nobody knew star wars was gonna be a no right like it was a flop on paper for sure exactly it's samurai it's it's like it's classic kung fu samurai in space it's the most yep. ridiculous thing to say mm-hmm. but you strip it down to its bones is what it is uh so yeah anyways um that whole thing it's 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 dark it's seedy hollywood accounting just messes everything up right and then there's other people who don't do it like they do it fair and i'm sure i i, I have no real oversight or knowledge of that but you know you hear stories you read stuff right and if 20 people are saying the same thing eventually it's like oh that must be true that return of the jedi never made that guy any fucking money 40 50 60 years later it, it's
0: interesting it's almost like I, I feel that there is the people at the top that are making all this money and that the, the model of stretching that money that that money out is is definitely like off
3: you're it's, not suggesting it's, it's a pyramid scheme are you
1: kind of well no it's not i mean like there have been movies that have been made that were used to funnel drug money and i mean you want to make a movie, you want to funny you want to funnel money you do it through gig economy like you know you do it through a one-time thing where it happens one place and you need a place to funnel a lot of money because the production costs are huge so you can you can wash money that way it's it's not it's not unknown that certain movies were were made very I'm, i'm envisioning true romance now I don't. Yeah, I mean everything Hollywood fables, right? Can't believe everything you see on the internet. And uh, yeah, I don't mean to slander anything. Like I, 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 it's just there. There have been practices. I, I don't know of them personally, but you just if you if you read about the industry and if you're as nutty about it as I am, you just you're like, oh wow, that that's an underbelly. That's the underbelly of La La Land and Hollywood.
0: So if you had the option. I'm asking this of everyone. So of those movies that were listed, was there 13 films? Is that sun right? Yeah, there's lots. Yep. So if, if we had, if in Canada we had the option of watching these films at home. And I think to, to be honest, I think our chance of going to the theater to see any films probably for at least, you know, four to six months. But if we had the option of streaming it at home, or watching it in, in the
3: theaters what would you do what would each of you do well it depends is uh, money no object because let's face it when you've got kids trying to find money to go out to the theater is isn't always you know an option it's a lot easier to pay monthly for a streaming service and sit at home and you know watch it that way i mean i'd love to be able to go out to the theater and uh, you know watch movies but Again, you know, it's not always feasible for everybody anymore. I think right now, I think it's challenging
0: because now we're getting into this rut of, oh, you know, like, Corey and I, I, think it applies to us more now because our kids are still young gish, But it's a production to go to the theater. You have to get a sitter. Yep. You have to... So if you're going to see a movie, you can't see a movie as often as you'd like. So if you want to be current... Like if you're if you're a geek, like we all yeah. are, and you like seeing every fantasy and science fiction movie that comes out, the reality is as a parent, it's it's fucking impossible. Fucking impossible. However, if you can rent it at home, but I, I like I think what Warner Brothers is doing is kind of ass backwards because Disney had Mulan and you could rent it and pay for it. So There's still a revenue stream coming in because no one's bitching about mulan being released the way it was or i haven't heard anything but they worked out a deal that okay we're going to release it here and any agreements or any contracts to who gets paid or percentages of profit all that sort of stuff everyone was getting paid i'm assuming so but with what warner brothers is doing it sounds like they just decided to do it and you know, any any profit sharing that people have on the back end, those are the those are the people that are getting screwed. Because I'm assuming some of the directors have back end profit. Maybe they take a reduced yes. pay for the movie. That I'll take, I'll I'll get paid a hundred grand, but you're gonna give me a five percent back end deal.
1: Well, yeah, okay. So there is that. There's tons of different ways. For the con like you negotiate your contract that's that's what yeah, you like okay. as, as an artist you negotiate so you're like i want this 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 and this and and if you get it you get it if you don't you don't then that's where you go back and forth about how big a trailer is or, and whatnot and i who knows if these directors had those deals like i mean the the pay or play deal that used to exist like we got where directors would get like their 10 million no matter what even if they never directed the film Those I don't even know. I don't know if those exist still or not. Like, it's all so hush hush. But it every so often, you know, you get these little blips that come out, and it's like, man, that's really fucking shady. And you're probably gonna see some of these directors. Like, I mean, Nolan voiced his opinion on it's a bad idea, right? But Nolan is Nolan, right? He sees he sees the world through an IMAX lens. So how do you tell that guy that? Sixty-five inches is gonna be your new format. Like, he doesn't make movies. Like, you want him to make movies that way? They're gonna be horrible, right? Because he doesn't get to play. So, yep. out of the list, I'm looking Suicide Squad, Godzilla versus Kong, Dune, Matrix Four, Lin Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, which is his like first, right, first picture after Hamilton. Like, everything he's done has Oh, okay. No, movie. okay. Like, I, I think it's his actual movie instead of a musical that they, you know, played on the movie screens. Um, Clint Eastwood's Cry Macho, The Conjuring Horror Film, like, the new one, uh, Space Jam, and The Sopranos, The Many Saints of Newark, which is the prequel to uh, the whole Sopranos series. The worst one of them is The Matrix. That one's got to be seen in the theaters. Like, that that hurts. And maybe, you know what? Like, when did they say this was happening? What was the dates? I didn't. I, I, I didn't. Oh, oh, hang on here. It's like the
0: dates one? that they're being released. Yeah, did they say when
1: they'd be streaming yet?
0: Uh, well, they said through 2021. So as each one of these movies' release dates were, like, they they announced all the release dates. I think for all these films.
1: Okay. Or yeah. Most of them, anyway. I have that article here, so I don't. I don't know. I'm probably wrong if I keep reading. Others, so, so, like, Dune is
0: yeah. October first. Okay, so October first. Uh, suicide you know. Squad is
1: like August sixth. See, like they can go, uh no, we're not gonna do this anymore. If something happens. Like it's it's they're just doing this. I it's it's like, do will people want to? Well, every like like they're they're doing this. Have they said that they're gonna do a rental or not? Like is it just No, like, no,
0: it, it's it's you pay for the service. It's a monthly for- fee of whatever it is, fifteen bucks or twenty bucks a month. Whatever it is, and then you get the movie. It's you are not paying. So when Disney released Mulan in Canada, I don't know if you know, but in Canada it was fifty dollars to rent it. I heard 30. No, 30 in the states, 50, 50 in Canada. 60. Okay. They exchanged, they fuck which, the which is ridiculous. That's what made money. Much. Well, yeah. yeah, they made they made three was it in the first week, they made 300 million. <laughs> but they don't have to pay half of that to the theaters or to the distribution or the distributors of the film. So when you put a movie out, you have to pay everyone that's putting the movie out. And that's usually they say, if you make 300, if you made 300 million, you get half of that. The studio gets half of that. So by releasing on Disney, they made 300 million in one week. That's 300 million in the pocket, not 150, 300 billion. So what Warner brothers is doing is, all you have to do with Disney, you have to pay your monthly fee to be part of Disney Plus, but then you also had to rent it for 50 bucks. Yeah. So they're Five. hitting you twice, but Warner Brothers is no, just pay me the monthly fee of whatever it is, 10 ah. or 15 bucks, and you get the movie. I don't think that's right. I they, think there should be, a, a, I think you should be able to pay as if you're going to a theater in a similar-ish way. I think but I, to, to offer it just... Yeah, just subscribe to a service and you get all those movies like that. You want on demand? Yeah, it's not on demand. It's just there. Right. So that's yeah. I. Th- I think with Disney, they were able to make money off Mulan. Now I don't know how much money they made, but I know in one week they made people did you know the estimates and it was three hundred million they made in one single week. So that's I not bad. That, I thought that was just like a day's take at the park. <laughs> it might be, yeah. So, but if they're doing that, then Disney Disney created a model where they can actually make money. Yeah, okay, we can't make money off of it in the theaters, but we have a, 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 some sort of model where we can actually get revenue stream that's not based on just subscribing. So there's an additional revenue there to get, but Warner Brothers is just going to have nothing. They only have, I, I don't know how many well, million subscribers they have to HBO Max. But it's not Disney numbers. It's not Netflix numbers. So if they really want to get people to subscribe to their service, which they're they're not first, they're not second, they're not third, they're not fourth, they're not fifth. There's not enough people on HBO Max right now. So, yeah, this will work. But I, I think it's a short-term solution to getting their numbers up. Yes. But it, it's, I don't know, I think it's damaging the way they're doing it.
1: It just, like... There's a different model they could have followed, I think. Well, how, how fast are these, like, what's... You know how, like, COVID kind of was like, oh, look at the cracks in this industry. Oh, look at the fucking gap in that industry, right? Like, it really showed, like, airlines have no money? Ever? Like, ever? You fucking charge us so much money to go from point A to point B, and you have no money? Like, I refuse to believe that everybody who's forced to use air plane travel like you're, if your margins are that fucked up like you you have a bad business model That's us just oh, that's know. a good point I, uh, I, I, uh, I don't get that so if movies are made and then they got it like does a movie stop like to me a movie Dune doesn't stop being something I look forward to if I have to wait another two years it'll eventually make as much money as it would make now because you know what they'll do they'll market it nobody knows Dune was being made until know, movie line and details and whoever the fuck else was like oh by the way right Like that's how they get you know they they start to charge up for it so but like you know when it when it starts to get talked about again and advertised again people will be like oh shit that movie like the excitement you have for a movie in my opinion the excitement you have for a movie seven eight months from seeing it only grows it doesn't go away like I won't i'll be like oh fuck i'll wait for dune i'll be preoccupied with netflix crap for a while but i'll wait for dune so the rush to get them out the panic behind it you're right sean it's just a fucking it's a hail mary well it's it's equating it to the
0: music industry is that when because the music industry wasn't doing anything like okay there's people can rip music now and there's Napster started and you can, you know, share your music for free. It's illegal you know, there was no laws in place. They didn't know what they are doing. And then, and then Apple came in and said, look, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sell digital music, 10 bucks an album, 99 cents a track, and they set the price. And the music industry is like, blah, oh, blah, oh, blah, oh, blah. Oh. They didn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, oh wow, it's now 10 bucks to buy an album. Well, it was 20 bucks to buy the CD. Now it's 10 bucks to buy an album or 99 cents a track. Okay. That's not enough money. When Apple set a price, they weren't looking at what was profitable for the music industry or for the artist. They were just like, it was almost like an arbitrary price. They decided, well, we think this is what people would pay. And they came up with a number. So when you're doing releasing a movie on a streaming service, Disney's like, look, let's just set the bar high 50 bucks to rent this movie. They set the bar high because people, they can, they can gauge the audience go, Oh, you know what? We, we made 300 million, but you know, we, we ran some statistics that it maybe if we dropped the price by like five bucks or 10 bucks, we could have doubled the profit or, or something. So they can work their way down to an equitable price for a movie. But Warner brothers is like, it's doing the Apple thing of, okay, well, it's, it's 10 bucks for the album or it's 10 bucks Yeah. For the month for every fucking movie we have, which when streaming services started, they also took advantage and they set their own price too. Yeah, it's 10 bucks a month for you know 20 million songs, 10 bucks a month. Yeah, that's enough. Now, honestly, as a music file like myself, I would have paid $25 a month to stream music, but they came in low, and that's what I feel like HBO did. They're like, ah, we'll just come in low.
3: And one point, go ahead with uh, Mulan, right? With the uh, idea of you know paying fifty bucks for a rental, it sounds high to us, but you're paying for the ability to see it early, and you get it for you know a couple of days, so you can watch it as many times as you want. Whereas what HBO Max is doing is you know they're saying okay, well you know you can stream this anytime you want, you can watch it as many times as you want, and you can you know. Do that with all our movies for one price so i think yeah the disney model is probably a little bit better for the industry overall and what they're doing with you know warner brothers i think you know they probably have made a huge mistake i want to get todd's opinion on this
1: okay i i wanted to say something before i forget
3: it and
0: i,
1: I don't it'll be quick I
0: Corey's so fucking right about
1: that because here's the trickle-down effect that you were talking about, Sean. If those movies go to a streaming service where it's a flat rate and you're not paying a flat rate plus paying for the cost of making a thing, then guess who suffers the most? The people who are asked to make the movie. The directors, the producers, the creators, the actors. All the people who get together in a little crazy fucking circus and make it and go, hey, we made a thing out of nothing. They get paid less. Then your quality drops. That's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, the, the
2: music the way it's going is you know you'd have something that was new a new release and you get paid here's your chunk of money that you get paid okay and then after that it's all residuals so what they've done is they've taken the chunk portion away and went straight to the residuals oh, so so i mean you sad. have a new movie cuz if you if you go to netflix I mean, Netflix has new stuff, but they don't have movies. Like, say for example, there's a new Batman movie that comes out. It's like, okay, well, this is going to be a blockbuster. We we can't put it on a, we can't put it on a rental thing because all that revenue that we were going to miss when it was a new release. Because anything that you can rent on demand now, say on MTS or Shaw or whatever, it's all movies that have been out for a little while. I think it, I think it's one of those things where you have okay, you have the movie that's come out in the theaters. Okay, no one can rent it yet until they've surpassed a certain amount of time or money. After that, it goes, okay, step two, now it's going to be on demand. Okay, you guys want to rent it now, you don't have to go to theaters, it's out of theaters now, it's it's fairly new release, go to town. Then you have number three, which is your Netflix, your Amazon, you know, your other ones that are after the fact. You may have some some decent movies, but they've been out for quite some time, so now it's more of a residual thing. So, yeah, so the the biggest part, like I said earlier, I mean, these, these actors and that they may have to take uh, a pay cut uh, because I'm not too sure what percentage they kind of deal into when they're making new movies going, okay, well, uh, 5% of it's going to go straight to this main actor or actress or whatnot, or however they divvy it up between the, uh, between the stars. (laughs) But, uh, and then you've got, you know, it's whatever's left over. So yeah, the, the, I don't know, it's a good idea. And like I said, if if they're going to do this for the consumer it's great. Cause because the consumer is going to pay like crap, like Sean was saying, like they said, they just set an arbitrary price and they go, well, this is what we think it's going to be worth where it should be worth a lot more, uh, the consumer wins and the, the actors and the whole industry in a whole. Uh, really loses in, in that aspect in that way
1: and, and like i i pay like we cut cable we just get like stack tv through amazon prime and another couple things even adding it all up you i'm still like a third of what our cable bill used to be which is a huge draw and like the flip side of this when you're a studio and you've dumped that much money in like it's 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 the residual thing and and the business has never been based on residuals and that's kind of like when you want to like when a government wants to come in and like take apart you know the the people's infrastructure the things that are meant for us our healthcare system and whatnot right like when you want to strip those things down and start selling them off to the highest bidder that's like music photography movies these are things that are like these are artistic endeavors so you like, I'm not saying people shouldn't take a pay cut. I just think the ones doing the heavy lifting are the ones who deserve a raise. And then the studios go, like, the billion dollar blockbuster model can't last. It's a bubble. Like, you can't, like, you, you, there's so much good shit out there. There's so much short films out there. There's so much other good stuff that just gets shot, like, lost in the shadow of the billion dollar game. So. Maybe it's good. Maybe it'll put things back into perspective. Maybe it'll shock the right people. I don't know. Like it's as an outsider looking in, it's scary. It's scary because it was like, oh, they'll be fine. And then I went to go see Tenant when I could, and I was like, this is not fine. <laughs>
0: I I think I like I, I like to get everyone's vote on this. So what what Todd said actually really hit it for me. Uh, the whole uh, residual thing. So in the old days, so just to reiterate what he said, so in the old days, you see the movie in the theaters, you pay top, top, top price. And then there is the video in demand that comes, you know, a month after that or whatever it is. And then there is a, res- uh, a another layer where you're paying a little bit less, maybe $10 less. And then eventually it ends up on a Netflix type service. I don't understand yep. why they're not following that model now like why don't you just have the premium look if you want to watch the movie it's 50 bucks if you want to watch it in the first yes. month it's 50 bucks a month yep. later it's 40 or 35 or whatever it is and then eventually then it ends up on a Netflix and on a Prime why do we need to have those movies be within the streaming service to sweet like i i why like it, you're replacing the theater with doing it you know with rent with renting it but the price the price point should be similar and the thing is even even though i crapped on mulan for it being 50 bucks it was still cheaper to rent mulan than it was to go to well it wasn't but if sylvia and i go to the theater to see mulan we're spending 40 bucks to see mulan or we could pay 50 dollars to see it at home that's where the price match was was off because if we see the premium seating film at 20 bucks a ticket for two people, then why am I paying 50 bucks at home? That was my problem. I yeah. think they should finagle that price so it's the same as two people seeing it in the theater. That should be your
3: opening price to see it streaming right when it's out. But the difference between that is when you go to see the theater, you see it, it's done. True. You see it at home, you know, you rent it on, uh, for 50 bucks you see it hey you know what i want to go back and watch that scene you can see it again and you know for however many days you know that the rental allows you to you know watch the movie you know it could be you know 24 or 48 hours you know you can watch it as many times as you want in that period it's so you're saying the price point maybe should be a bit more because you're getting more you're uh, getting more value for because you know okay you know i'll concede to that you know, you and Sylvie want to watch it before the kids, you know, wake up, right? Yeah. So you guys, you know, sit down, you watch it, you know, the kids are asleep. The next day, it's like, you know what? The kids would actually really enjoy that movie. So let's watch it as family.
2: Yeah. Super Bowl mentality. They yeah.
3: Figure, you know,
2: they're going to charge one person. How much is one ticket? For Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't know. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars or,
1: people, still, or whatever. People People's whatever sports.
2: So, mm-hmm. so the reason probably why they put the price so high is because of say super bowl mentality where they have you know super bowl party they've okay. got like 20 people everyone's bringing hors d'oeuvres okay oh, we're yeah, all okay. gonna watch the movie sure. this only costs us 40 bucks <laughs> you yeah. know that type of thing yeah like a pay-per-view pay-per-view yeah. yeah yeah pay-per-view exactly
0: just their the, version the dude is pay-per-view do it like a pay-per-view but you can only watch it that one time yeah Yeah, you know know what what? like it's well UFC and WWE did it for fucking years and it worked they still do it It would pay 70 bucks for a pay-per-view you can't record it you can't pause it you can't do fuck all you have to watch it you have to watch it live you book a time like you would in the theater pay the top price for it yeah or you could pay maybe $10 more like the Mulan price that you could maybe watch it twice or something yeah you is, can watch it live or if you have to take 10 p breaks throughout the pay-per-view event <laughs> you could pay a, you know a, a premium so you can watch it more than once or you can pause it or, or whatever but you have to watch it within um a six hour period or, or or some i think there's different options it's like it it's like did they talk about it or they just go holy fuck what are we gonna do, we gonna do? we're gonna do we're losing money let's just do something
1: i'm gonna say they like i mean that's a real big yes room mentality those 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 uh conference rooms and movie studios i can only imagine that it's like nobody wants nobody wants to put themselves on an island and be like i disagree and then be like yeah, leg, right? so, i mean it's just by default it's 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 that any corporate environment is but like it, you i think they just panicked you really make a good point that this is the panic button being like, well, uh, we, because they're overlooking it. Maybe they're just thinking about big picture. Maybe they're not thinking about like incre incre incrementalization. Inc- my ventilation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, for next time, folks, we'll figure out what I said. Maybe um, you need, I
0: think uh, here, here's the solution. You hire Kevin Smith as an arbitrator mm-hmm. to make those big decisions. That's very true. Corey, let's let's give final thoughts here. I would like to put my kids to bed. Yeah, Corey,
3: final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts is I think Warner Brothers really kind of screwed the pooch on this one. Uh, they have not come out with what would be considered a smart business model, and they probably should have. Given it sounds like it was again, you know, very much a knee jerk. You know, um, we need to do something. Let's do this reaction so some money instead of no money Todd yeah.
0: Todd your two cents
2: Yeah some money instead of no money like knee jerk reaction but it was like okay right now nothing's open we can't release anything what are we going to do okay well what we have let's do this so at least they've they've they're looking into doing something not that it's right or wrong it's it's just whatever they decided
1: Michael one minute go oh um i uh, don't know enough to form an opinion <laughs>
0: my, my opinion is I, I i like the the model idea of of graded pricing I, I really think they didn't think it through they're just like we need
1: subscribers and this will work yeah no totally uh, i in short yes i complete. i think i i think from uh, as a as a fan as a as a people as a person who crushes on movie makers like i crush more on them when i find out how cool they are and what they can do um i i feel really bad for them because it's you know bottom of the pyramid as cory said but um at the same time i understand business decisions they gotta be made right gotta figure something and something something's better than nothing famous last words something
0: that's a t-shirt there Todd. yeah something, something better than nothing <laughs> <laughs> drop the g's on there something better than nothing something
3: something honey something, something,
0: all right something.
3: everybody plug your stuff cory uh meet the geeks uh the web comic and the facebook page uh you can find us at the real meet the geeks on uh, facebook um i still don't know what our twitter handle is uh, mtg comic uh, mtg comic and we're also on instagram and again it's the underscore real underscore meet underscore the underscore geeks <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh michael uh for all things real debaters just go to the uh you can see all of our stuff there our instagrams there our twitter's there our facebook's there just go to the bottom of the page uh cast bios merch stands uh the new blog that i'm working on if you see any typos please feel free to email me uh real at gmail.com and all of our spelling is r-e-e-l instead of r-e-a-l the proper way so the real
0: todd where do we find us
2: at seanmcginity.ca, which is S E A N M C G I N I T Y. At seanmcginity.ca? Yeah, we can find, yeah. We can, you can find uh, all three of us on there, actually. We've got yeah. links on there. Yeah, oh, we've yeah. We've got links just,
0: all of Corey's stuff on there. Just, Maybe, you know, show you know them Hey like a lunch. <laughs> Michael, maybe we need to fucking link the Podiant boys or the Podiant Network uh, on all our uh, uh, web pages here. I 100% agree. I, yes. I plugged the shit out of of uh, Corey's stuff on there.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know yeah.
0: why, just because he's a bro. He's my bro.
3: I've been. Yeah. I only have so much finite space
1: for like what to remember when I <laughs> you know, start the show. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, today remember to thank the people that listen to your show, because that's. The people who listen to your show. so We I'm don't like, do that. Oh, yeah, it's because nobody listens to our show. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I, no, everyone, people listen to us, and yeah, we have good. we have niche markets. We have niche people, so we have neat niche people. So I wanted, like the day I was like, I wanted to give a shout-out to other podcasts I listen to, and I'm like, no, must remember the thank-yous, but couldn't remember the shout-outs.
0: I'm going to, so, okay, here's the challenge, is uh, I'm going to add a podient uh, extra tab on our site.
1: Yeah, I can
0: do that, too. And uh, I'm just going to link uh, the, the the people in our potty and group for now. We can expand out later if we want, but.
3: Actually, go ahead and uh, put that up on the Meet the Geeks uh, Facebook page, too. Mm. Wait, on, the, yeah. on the Facebook page here? Yeah.
0: There you go. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I still have uh, authorities over there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Perfect. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, um, just before we sign off, uh, Corey, next week, I don't know if you asked uh, Wife Geek or not.
3: Not yet, but going uh, to the Christmas. Oh it's wait, next week. So wait, is
0: that Christmas week?
3: Yeah, that is Christmas
0: week. Uh, okay, then maybe uh, we'll play that one by year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. Mike, I don't know when we are now. Nobody knows. Yeah,
2: Mike, uh, that uh, that thing you were to talk to Sean about earlier—that oh, Sean yeah. wrote that little note for. I don't know if we have time Sil- for that. silver now, lining.
1: Right? Yeah, we can. I, I can condense it. I can totally condense it for you here. So, um, the short version of that is is that the other few few weeks ago, um, I messaged Sean. Out of everybody that I knew, I actually messaged you first, Sean. And (laughs) was like, I I have to tell somebody, because it was still in the works, but I messaged you um, a really weird situation where a friend of mine works at Skip the Dishes, and he told me that they were trying to go after uh, Kevin Smith in Toronto to promote uh, movies, the pop-up coming to Canada. And I randomly said, hey, wouldn't it be funny if you said you had a friend who does podcasts? You know, you could, like, moderate that shit. And I'm sure Aaron was like, shut the fuck up, because I'm an only child. Anyways, a few weeks after that, he's like, hey, um, <laughs> that whole Kevin Smith thing, that's happening. And uh, they asked me if I knew anybody. And I was like, shut the fuck up. He's like, yeah, I said I knew you. So I had an interview, and they were like, sure, you can do this live Q&A with Kevin Smith on Instagram on our page. Because we think you can do it. And I was like, fuck, you're crazy. And um, I was like, I'm not gonna, I didn't show that because, you know.
0: Oh, uh, absolutely, sir. Yes. Sir. Yeah, the people
1: at Red River can suck it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you hear that, everybody? Fuck no. I, whatever. I was, I was like fucking jazzed. And they sent me an email. And they were like, can you draft some questions? So I drafted some questions. And they were like, you can do it. So, um, I got to sit down with Kevin Smith for an hour and ask him fielded questions from people all over, um, North America, probably further. Who knows fucking where that went to. Um, and yeah, talk to somebody who I super admire and super respect and would have had no skill, no confidence. I don't
3: know how, I don't know where I came up with it. I'll tell you right now the the
1: fucking funniest thing about the video, which is on our Instagram page, just go to the movies Q and A is me like rubbing my cheeks like this for like a minute before he before he came on you mean yeah no like when he came on yeah before oh. he came on, so it was just me yeah and being like who the fuck is this guy this, this is like dumb brother like somebody actually <laughs> i was watching that yeah. and i was
0: like i was so nervous for you i'm like where the fuck's kevin and i'm like oh f- f- like something fucked up and i felt bad for oh. you yeah, we couldn't, like, yeah. he was in the bathroom. Huh? I got pranked. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, he was in the bathroom. And it's like, that's how he comes in. He's like, sorry, I was in the bathroom. Anyways, um, had I gotten into Red River, I'd still be in school. Yeah. And I wouldn't, like, no, nobody would have been like, he can do this. Because I was like, I do this with four of them. There's five of us, there four of us that do this every week. So, like, I'm like, I can talk to a person. So, not getting into Red River got me the chance to sit down and talk to the person I laugh the most at when I watch movies. Like I, I, he makes me laugh the most out of everybody. And I got to talk to the person that makes me laugh. And that was fucking cool. And that's because I was like, I'll just do this on my own instead of having to go to school for it.
0: And you get to show him, uh, you should like, they saw the Alan cross interview, right? That yeah, had- exactly. I did. I sent them that. Cause I, well, I asked you, I was like, where do I get that? Cause it's the only thing that says I can do
1: this. And, uh, so i sent it to her and was like just so you know this changed basically last minute where it was just like ask him stuff and i was like okay cool i don't have anything fuck okay just ask him shit so i was like i said to her i was like just so you know i don't have anything ready in this so this is like if you think this is okay then give me a chance to get ready (laughs) so don't don't
0: don't you feel great that I, I don't know who if it was beaver or uh, sam that forced you to interview alan cross which was the step that led you to interview i mean alan cross was in your I- idols too right alan um, cross so, was, yeah totally so you interview alan cross and then a few months later you interview kevin smith like is, yeah. no, is you get you got nolan on in february or what's going yeah,
1: on yeah, tarantino actually not to like name drop or anything but <laughs> no uh you're right like it's weird it's so weird and to actually quote him like this, when he talks about Superman and the uh, remaking of it, where he got to write it and and get involved with Tim Burton and Nick Cage thing. I'm sure you guys know like well, the, well, well, that well. crazy well, yeah. fucking story that almost came to be anyways. But he talks about the producer, John, was it John Adams, it was John. I don't know. He was, he was Barbra Streisand's old hair stylist. And then he became a producer on Batman. True story. And, he, uh, he just made a comment about how you fail upwards, right. In Hollywood. And I was like, I'm failing at doing this better, but somehow I'm talking to people (laughs) that like, I want to talk to and I was like, am I failing upwards? Like, is that literally what that is? You're failing at something you're trying to be better at, but along the way you, you know, it was Beaver. So fucking way to go Beaver for doing that. I I, that's like, that was super, I was like really fucking me. No, get Sam. He's into music. That guy. Yeah. You know, get Sam to talk to that guy.
0: But and I knew, I knew that was the right choice, though. To me, well, that made you. total sense. Thank you. I'm glad I... it it went that way. But yeah. you know what? Just a, as as a shout out to to Beaver. Like Beaver's a is is a fuck. He's he's another one of the brothers, man. Yeah, yep. yeah. And he does shit like that. That's a Beaver thing. So that doesn't surprise me. He's the guy that said, "Oh, just Michael can do it." That doesn't surprise me. Surprises me 100%. I, I
1: said it to Sean. I was like, this is the weirdest. Well, I was hot, Mike. I walked out of the room, and then I was like, I'm nervous. And he heard me. <laughs> 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 I came back. And, and that fucking twang of his, he was like, see, Friday. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> 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 calling me out like that. But it was funny. I was like, oh, you you English. I get it. You're you're forward like that <laughs> anyways i don't <laughs> want to take more for your time you to put your kids in it but i just wanted like yeah. that's that's my like like that's the only time in my life i'll ever be like that's the reason why yeah 100%. oh yeah yeah all
0: right sweet i'll i'll edit this uh uh in at, at the end i think this is, uh,
1: it's a good way to cap it off so see you all on the flip side
2: yeah great. thank you hey.
1: thank you uh this was great guys this is super awesome i'm writing stuff for us for next year already so yep sweet yeah we'll be back Bye. 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 bye